Chapter 9 of Perfect Behavior, A Guide for Ladies and Gentlemen in Social Crises. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Annie Rue. Perfect Behavior, A Guide for Ladies and Gentlemen in All Social Crises by Donald Ogden Stewart. Chapter 9, The Etiquette of Dinners and Balls. Formal Dinners in America Eating is an extremely old custom, and has been practiced by the better classes of society almost without interruption from earliest times, and society, like the potentate of the parable whose touch transformed every object into gold, has embellished and adorned the all-too-common habit of eating until there has been evolved throughout the ages that most charming and exquisite product of human culture, the formal dinner party the gentleman of to-day who delightedly dons his dress-suit and escorts into a ten-course dinner some lady mountain-climber or other celebrity is probably little aware of what he owes to his forefathers for having so painstakingly devised for him such a pleasant method of spending his time but before one runs one must walk and the joys of the dinner-party are not to be partaken of without long preliminary course of training as many a young man has learned to his sorrow when he discovered that his inelegant use of knife and fork was causing humorous comment up and down the board and was drawing upon himself the haughty glances of an outraged hostess the first requisite of success in dining out is the possession of a complete set of correct table manners and these like anything worth while can be achieved only by patient study and daily practice table manners for children as a matter of fact, it is never too early to begin to acquire the technique of correct eating, and the nursery is the best possible place for the first lesson in dining-room behavior. Children should be taught at an early age the fundamentals of table manners in such a way that by the time they have reached years of manhood, the correct use of knife, fork, spoon, and finger bowl is to them almost second nature but the parents should remember above everything else to instruct their children in such a way that the pupil takes pleasure in his lessons this is the method which is employed to-day in every successful school or kindergarten this is the method which really produces satisfactory results thus for example if you are a father and your boy edward persists in bringing his pet tadpole to the table in a glass jar you should not punish or scold him a much more effective and graphic method of correcting this habit would be for you to suddenly pick up the tadpole one day at luncheon and swallow it no whipping or scolding would so impress upon the growing boy the importance of the fact that dinner is not the place for pets another effective way of teaching table manners to children consists in making up attractive games about the various lessons to be learned thus whenever you have guests for dinner the children can play boner which consists in watching the visitor closely all during the meal in order to catch him in any irregularity in table etiquette as soon as the guest has committed a mistake, the first child to discover it points his finger and shouts, Pull the boner, pull the boner! And the boy or girl who discovers the greatest number of boners during the evening is rewarded with a prize based on the following table of points. If the guest has dirty hands, five points. If the guest uses wrong fork or spoon, five points. If the guest chokes on a bone, 
eight points. If the guest blows on soup, five points. If the guest drops a fork or spoon, three points. If the guest spills soup on table, ten points. If the guest spills soup on self, one point. Of course, it is often well to tell the guests about the game in advance, in order that they might not feel embarrassed, but will enter thoroughly into the spirit of this helpful sport. A Child's Garden of Etiquette Children can also acquire knowledge more easily if it is imparted to them in the form of verse or easy rhymes, and many valuable facts about the dinner table can be embodied in children's verses. A few of these, which I can remember from my own happy childhood, are as follows. Oh, wouldn't it be jolly to be a nice hors d'oeuvre, and just bring joy to people whom fondest you were of? Soup is eaten with a spoon, but not to any haunting tune. Oysters live down in the sea, in zones both temp and torrid, and when they are good, they are very good indeed, and when they are bad, they are horrid. My papa makes a lovely bronx with gin so rare and old, and two of them will set you right, but four will knock you cold. The boys with Polly will not frolic, because she's eaten too much garlic. Mama said the other day, a little goes a long, long way. A wind came up out of the sea and said, those dams are not for me. Uncle Frank choked on a bone from eating Shadow Groton, Aunt Ethel said it served him right, and went back to her flat in Newark. Poor Uncle Frank. I love my little finger bowl, so full of late fillet of sole. My cousin George at lunch one day remarked, that apple looks quite tasty. Now George a dentist's bill must pay, because he was so very hasty. The proverb's teaching we must hold, all that glitters is not gold. And Mama said to George, oh shoot, you've gone and ruined my glass fruit. Jim broke bread into his soup, Jim knocked Mrs. Vanderbilt for a loop. Kate drank from her finger bowl, Kate knocked Mrs. Vanderbilt for a goal. Children who perform such tricks are socially in class G6. Etiquette in the school. Of course, as the children become older, the instruction should gradually come to embrace all forms of correct behavior, and the youthful games and rhymes should give way to the more complex and intricate problems of mature social etiquette. It is suggested that the teachings during this period may be successfully combined with the young gentlemen's or ladies' other schoolroom studies. In the case of mathematics, for example, the instruction might be handled in somewhat the following manner. A Problem in Mathematics, 7th Grade A swimmer starts across a stream which is 450 yards wide. He swims for 5 minutes at the rate of 3 miles per hour, and for 3 minutes at the rate of 4 miles per hour. He then reaches the other bank, where he sees a young lady, 5 feet 10 inches tall, walking around a tree in a circle, the circumference of which is 42 yards. A. What is the diameter of the circle? B. How fast is the current flowing in the stream? C. At what point would the swimmer land if there were no current in the stream? D. At what point does the swimmer actually land? E. But suppose he had no bathing suit on. And so, when the young person has reached the age for his first formal dinner party, he will undoubtedly be able to handle the fundamentals of correct etiquette in a satisfactory manner. 
but as in every sport or profession there are certain refinements certain niceties which come only after long experience and it is with a view of helping the ambitious diner out to master these more complex details that i suggest that he study carefully the following unwritten laws which govern every dinner party in the first place a guest is supposed tacitly to consent to the menu which the hostess has arranged and the diner out who makes a habit of saying squab you know never agrees with me i wonder if i might have a couple of poached eggs is apt to find that such squeamishness does not pay in the long run practical jokes are never countenanced at formal affair of this sort i do not mean that a certain amount of good-natured fun is out of place but such stunts as pulling the hostess's chair out from under her or gleefully kicking the shins of your neighbor under the table and shouting guess who are decidedly among the nonists of correct modern dinner-table behavior then too it is now distinctly bad form to practice legerdemain or feats of sleight of hand at dinner party time was when it was considered correct for a young man who could do card or other tricks to add to the gaiety of the party by displaying his skill but that time is past and the guest of to-day who thinks to make a hit by pulling a live rabbit or potted plant from the back of the mystified hostess or one of the butlers is in reality only making a fool of himself if only he knew it the same taboo also holds good as concerns feats of juggling and no hostess of to-day will i am sure ever issue a second invitation to a young man who has attempted to enliven her evening by balancing on his nose a knife a radish a plate of soup a lighted candle cleverness is a valuable asset but only up to a certain point and i know of one unfortunately clever young chap who almost completely ruined a promising social career by the unexpected failure on one of his pet juggling tricks and the consequent dumping of a large dish of mashed potatoes on the head of a vice-president of the equitable trust company besides people almost always distrust clever persons it does not do either to ride your hobby at a dinner party and the real truth as to the cause of the sudden social ostracism of young freddie h a new york clubman of some years ago now happily deceased is that on one occasion this young fellow who had developed a craze for marksmanship amounting to almost a mania very nearly ruined a dinner party given by a prominent boston society matron by attempting to shoot the whiskers off a certain elderly gentleman who happened to be a direct descendant of john smith and priscilla alden it might also be remarked that the possession of certain physical gifts such as the ability to wiggle one's ears or do the splits is in itself no open sesame to lasting social success slow and sure is a good rule for the young man to follow and although he may somewhat enviously watch his more brilliant colleagues as they gain momentary applause by their ability to throw their thumbs out of joint or squirt water through a hole in their front teeth yet he may console himself with the thought that the race is not always to the swift and that rome was not built in a day the gifts of this world have been distributed fairly equally and you may be sure that the young girl who has been born a ventriloquist very likely is totally unable to spell difficult words correctly or even carry a simple tune 
ventriloquism by the way is also passing out as a form of dinner party diversion and it is no longer considered a priceless accomplishment to be able to make a dog bark or a baby cry under the hostess's chair conversation at dinner gradually however conversation real conversation is coming into its own as the favorite pastime of dinner guests and the young man or lady who can keep the conversational ball rolling is coming more and more into demand good conversationalists are i fear born and not made but by study and practice any ambitious young man can probably acquire the technique and with time mold himself into the kind of person upon whom hostesses depend for the success of their party as an aid in this direction i have prepared the following chart which i would advise my readers to cut out and paste in some convenient place so that at their next dinner party it can be readily consulted stewart's lightning calculator and dinner table conversation this chart divides the dinner into its various courses and under each course is given what i call an opening sentence together with your partner's probable reply and the topic which is then introduced for discussion and most valuable of all under each such topic i have listed certain helpful facts which will enable you to prolong the conversation along those lines until the arrival of the next course and the consequent opening of another field of discussion the chart follows roman numeral number one cocktails you say to the partner on your right what terrible gin she he replies perfectly ghastly this leads to a discussion of some aspects of alcohol helpful facts number one an oyster soaked in alcohol becomes quite rigid in eleven minutes number two senator volstad was born september four eighteen sixty nine number three alcohol if taken in too great quantities often produces internal disorders roman numeral number three oysters you say to the partner on your right think of being an oyster he she replies how perfectly ghastly this leads to a discussion of home life of oysters helpful facts number one the average life of an oyster is thirty-eight days eleven hours number two polygamy is practiced among certain classes of oysters number three the first oyster was eaten by ossip gatch a pole died seventeen eighty three roman numeral number three fish you say to the partner at your right do you enjoy fish he she replies i simply adore fish this leads to a discussion of fish then and now helpful facts number one fish make notoriously bad pets whereas seals can be taught to do many novel tricks number two gloucester mass smells badly in summer number three gloucester mass smells badly in winter roman numeral number four meat you say to the partner at your right have you ever been through the stockyards he she replies no yes this leads to a discussion of the meat industry in america helpful facts number one every time a streetcar goes over the brooklyn bridge a steer is killed in chicago and oftener number three 
raw beefsteak in quantities is harmful to children under two years of age. Number three, a man died recently in Topeka, Kansas, weighing 312 pounds. Number four, many prominent people live on the north side of Chicago. Roman numeral number five, salad. You say to the partner at your right, what is your favorite salad? He, she replies, I don't know. What's yours? This leads to a discussion of favorite things. Helpful facts. Number one, Richard Barthelmus is married. Number two, BVD stands for Best Value Delivered. Number three, Amy Lowell is fond of cigars. Roman numeral number six, dessert. You say to your partner at your right, I love ice cream. He, she replies, so do I. This leads to a discussion of love. Helpful facts. Number one, New York is the hardest state in which to get a divorce in America. Number two, Dr. Sigmund Freud is now living in Vienna, Austria. Number three, D.H. Lawrence has a black beard. Balls and Dances In order to succeed in the modern ballroom, and especially in the ballrooms of our exclusive country clubs, a young gentleman or lady of fashion must today be possessed of the following two requisites. Number one, a line. Number two, a closed car. The latter of these sine qua nons is now owned as a matter of course by most families and is no longer regarded as a mark of distinction. The former requisite, however, is not so common, but it is nevertheless true that any young person with ambition and a good memory can eventually acquire a quite effective line. It is a great aid in this direction if one happens to have spent a year or more at one of the leading Eastern universities or finishing schools. These vary, of course, in degree of excellence, but it does not pay to be dogmatic on this subject, and to those who would insist that the Princeton line is more effective than the Harvard, ditto, or that the Westover line flows more smoothly than that of Farmington or Spence, one can only say, De gustibus non disputatum est. Lines vary in accordance with the different type of girls who happen to be using them. And to misquote a rather vulgar proverb, what is one girl's food may be another girl's poison. Thus it happens that the line which is most universally and interminably employed by the beautiful type of girl, consisting in its entirety of the three words, how perfectly priceless, would never in the world do for the young miss whose chief asset is a kind heart, or a love for really good books. Illustration Caption The above diagram, one of man, filling in the instructive and refined pages of perfect behavior, will serve as a model to any debutante or dancing man who seriously sets out to achieve social eminence. It is only fair to warn aspirants that rigid adherence to the formula is essential, and that any slight slackening of the pace is likely to prove fatal. On the other hand, we confidently guarantee complete success to those who, in reverence and faith, keep the final goal always in sight. His or hers be it to keep the sacred flame burning and pass the torch along from father to son, from mother to daughter, till the end of time, or so long as they do not make any mesalliances, which is just as important in America, whatever may be said to the contrary, as among our English cousins. Mixed Dancing 
another quality which is often helpful on the dance floor especially to girls is the ability to dance this seems to have become largely a trick of keeping abreast of the latest mode and while personally i greatly regret the passing of the stately lancers and other dignified round dances yet if possible in the generally accepted manner even though this often involves some compromising of one's amour propre but in addition to all these necessary qualifications the really great person the true superman or woman of the ballroom must be possessed of that certain divine something that je ne sais quoi ability to rise superior to all occasions to overcome the most difficult situations which has distinguished the great men and women of all ages joan of arc had it george washington had it napoleon had it and i venture to say that any of these three had they lived to-day would have been a social success but perhaps this fact can be best illustrated by taking a typical instance in the ballroom which when duty whispered low thou must the youth replied i can hints for stags let us suppose for example that you are a young man who has been invited to a dance to be given at the east shore country club it is your original intention let us say to attend as a stag but on the afternoon of the party you receive a note from a young lady of your acquaintance asking if you would be so kind as to accompany to the ball a guest of hers a sweet girl from south orange who is in her class at college the correct costume for a dance of this sort is usually a dinner coat with a black or white vest and when you have robed yourself correctly you should drive in your car to the young lady's home there you are presented to the sweet girl from south orange who is six feet tall and has protruding teeth after the customary words of greeting and a few brief bits of pleasantry you set off with your partner for the dance arrived at the east shore club you find the party in full swing and after shaking hands with your host and hostess you should ask your partner if she would care to dance the first three times that she steps on your left foot you should politely murmur my fault but when she begins to sing in your ear it is proper to steer her over toward the stag line in order to petition for an injunction or a temporary restraining order the stag line consists of a group of the wisest shrewdest and most hard-hearted young men ever gathered under one roof the original purpose of a stag line was to provide a place where unattached young men might stand while searching for a partner but the institution has now come to be a form of supreme court passing life or death sentence upon various debutantes who pass before it after you have piloted your partner five times along the length of this line you have a pretty fair idea as to her merits or demerits and in this particular case you have a pretty fair idea as to just what the evening holds out for you when the music stops you should therefore lead the girl over to a chair and ask to be allowed to bring her a glass of punch instead of going directly to the punch bowl you should turn your steps toward the stag line there you will find several young men whom only as of late that afternoon you counted among your very best friends but who do not at the present seem to remember ever having met you before seizing the arm of one of these you say tom i want you to meet that is as far as you will get for tom will suddenly interrupt you by remarking excuse me ed i see a girl over there i've simply got to speak to i'll come right back he will not come right back 
he will not come back at all and after you have met with the same response from four other so-called friends you should return to the south orange visitor and carry on at the end of the second hour however your mind should begin to clear and if you are at all possessed of the qualifications for future ballroom leadership you should gradually throw off the slough of despond and determine to make a fight for life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and when the music has once more ceased you should ask your partner if she would not care to take a jaunt in the open air i know a lovely walk you should say across a quaint old bridge the rest of course is easy arrived in the middle of the quaint old bridge which leads across a cavern some three hundred feet deep you should quickly seize the tall college graduate and push her not too roughly or ungentlemanly off the bridge and if you are really a genius and not merely one of the crowd you will return to the ballroom and going up to the young lady who was responsible for your having met the sweet girl from south orange you will offer her your arm and smile invitingly i know a lovely walk you will say across a quaint old bridge end of chapter nine end of perfect behavior a guide for ladies and gentlemen in all social crises by donald ogden stewart